2: Adam Thielen catches 11 passes, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Barry, this was a throwback Adam Thielen performance. It just goes to show you, oh, no. there's value from old people.
0: Hello. You know, and, and so uh, you know, I just want to say, like, hey, Adam Thielen, we are a pro Adam Thielen. We are we are, we are pro AARP. We are pro AARP here at the happy hour. Tough 80 uh, seconds for Barry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's.
2: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. It's waiver wire Day. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, and fellas, I have to start off with some kind of somber news. I don't know why we're running this. I drink for free. Yes, oh, today. No. Yes. Plot Connor twist. Rogers drinks for Plot free.: twist. Now a lot of people we'll are asking. <laughs>
0: Wait, is Connor Rogers old enough to drink for free? And <laughs> that's, that's a fair question. Yes. We have carted him and he is, in fact, legal enough to drink, or you have a very good person with fake IDs. <laughs> like yep. you have a very good fake ID person my uh, 18-year-old could use that person's name uh, at Alabama. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, is, Connor, you drink for free. Why do you drink for free, Connor? Let him I got what the people? chop
2: in our guillotine league. Uh, even worse, I lost in a pathetic duel to Blake. Yeah, Penn Blake. Blake. It was,
0: it was down and here in Penn State Blake at, the, at, the,
2: at, the, at the, uh, <laughs> sweating it out last night. To make matters much worse, I lost because I had to start Sam Howell because of Joe Burrow's never-ending calf injury. Uh, and Sam let me down. Sam, Hall of Famer All Sam, of us, Howell. future Hall of Famer finally Sam, finally had a bad week in fantasy. I'm out on the guillotine league. But the good news is, Phil, had
0: you started Joe Burrow, would you have won? Would no, you he didn't do anything either. No, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you were. So i Disaster class. This. Let's not bl- let's not place this at the foot of future Hall of Famer oh, no. Sam Howell. Which Hall of Fame are you now? CFL? Yeah, so yeah, you know, <laughs> XFL, USFL <Yeah>. merger. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, you look, watch that on some yeah, of that. We'll peacock, see, yeah, right. Look. My feeling here is that Sam Howell will bounce back. It was one bad game. Bad Too late. <laughs> There's no going back. No. It doesn't let's, matter. Let's, it, wasn't just Sam, it wasn't just Sam Howell that let you down.
2: No, you mean, Austin Eckler's been hurt. I drafted Jonathan Taylor in a guillotine league. Rookie <laughs> I mean, mistake. Rookie I mean. mistake. Rookie mistake. My first guillotine uh, league. Took
1: him first I, overall, I actually so.
2: made it longer than I expected. Yeah, but right. here's the good news. Right. Now I can turn all my attention <laughs> to our actual show league, where you and I are 3-0. We and We are three and 0 And... I heard there was a uh, prestigious matchup this week in that show, league that led to you being 3-0. That's right. There was a lot of trash uh, talked
0: on this stage at this table. Take a look for yourselves. But there you go. That's Jay against Matthew. I'm just going to read it. Live at noon on the cock, (laughs) which is my team, dominates can't guard Mike's Vegemite with an A-plus performance.
1: Well, and then there's a button to share it. Should I share it? No, I wouldn't share it. Uh, there, so there's two things. One, obviously my t- team was built around Deontay Johnson, so as soon as he went down, you know, I don't really have a chance. That was your first mistake. Are we, are we not showing the matchup no, here? No, we don't show the matchup. And then secondly, <laughs> you used Raheem Mostert, so you cheated. I didn't.
0: There, there's, there we go. There's the matchup. There, look. I start Jonathan Mingo. Is, just You're so you, get, Connors, just so you can see. This is what it looks like when you win a league with Sam Howell. This is what it looks like. Right. You know, this is. Yeah, you can overcome. I was able to overcome Sam Howell thanks to Ride or Die, Amon Ross, St. Brown. It's a obviously it's a super flex league. So you see down there at the bottom, Jalen Hurts. I started Howell at quarterback because you never want to start you know the Monday night guy at the position. If anything happened to Hurts, I could in fact flex him out there. But you, you see Jerome Ford, CeeDee Lamb. Ford I got before the Nick Chubb injury, by the way. My buddy eight CeeDee Lamb is there. Hawkinson, Mostert. What's crazy is, is that I took it easy on you because on the uh, on the bench, I had Tank Dell,
1: Mike Everyone uh, who watched the Carolina-Seattle game knows that Jonathan Mingo, the way Dalton was looking at him, he was going to have a 50-point performance before he got knocked out in the second quarter, and that mm. would have got me home. Mm. Derek Carr also got injured as well. Uh, how, did, how did your play. Najee
0: Harris that you crowed about your sixth round Najee Harris do for you?
1: He looked okay. He's trending in the right
0: direction potentially. Dangerously close to seven fantasy points. <laughs> <Dangerously>, <laughs> we're sweating those points. Dangerously
1: close. Gonna really what, need, was the, uh,
0: I, what was the? Um, what was, the, I, what was the line? Do you know what the line was before the game? It was like
1: nine and a half or something. Yeah. You well again, you had I Because I, I, was, it's not because a I beat
0: you by 45. Yeah. So I feel like I beat the line. Yeah. I feel like people that, that bet on me won, and people that bet on you lost. Even if they bet on you to yeah. cover, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do a backdoor cover there. Couldn't do
1: a backdoor cover. Yeah, no. You're very competitive, Matthew. wouldn't be surprised if it was you who slammed Derek Carr's shoulder into the turf at Lambeau <laughs> to, uh, again diminish my chances I'm of just, winning.
0: Look, i I'm just look, I am just saying, can you turn your head because
1: Connor and I want to do a secret undefeated handshake and you <laughs> yeah. can't be a part of it. What about the May and Blake can do a one and two handshake? <laughs> yeah. We are one and two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are <laughs> one and two. Penn State Blake. They're the no and three. And uh
2: Vegemite Mike over here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> waiver wire. Let's we're get to that. into the Let's waiver wire. We will get into the Monday night football doubleheader, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're starting with the important stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting into waiver wires. And of course we're starting with the running backs here because, man, if this guy's available in your league, Barry said it earlier in the week, this is kind of one of those ones where you dump a lot of the fab on. It's Devon A-Chan, by the way, for all those that have studied the media guides of Texas A&M and the Miami Dolphins. It is not A-Chan.
0: I've watched almost every Texas A&M football game my entire life because I grew up in College Station. It's always been Devon A-Chan, but after his record-setting performance, He apparently told people, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted this out, reported it, that he would prefer to be called Devon A. Chan. Moving forward, we respect. (laughs) You run for 200 yards and and four touchdowns. We'll call you whatever you want.
2: Listen, when you go for 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, two more touchdowns through the air. Uh, He asked for two things, and they're honestly simple things. Just say my name like this, and I want my Madden rating a little higher. So good for Devon A-Chan, Jay. A-Chan. (laughs) A-Chan, who it's going to take a while because we've been talking about this guy for years. Yeah. Yeah. Is
0: the the darling of the way You know what's crazy about A-Chan is that he actually got tackled at the one-yard line in this game. And did not score on that same drive. So literally could have had
2: five.
1: Yep. A day of almost for uh, Devon A-Chan. What I love is that Sitting his name on has been... Bench. Well, he was been, on my bench. And yeah, I still... That sorry, worked.
2: Michael Smith, but I still kind of, as Barry would say, crush
1: you like a drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it did. My favorite thing about A-Chan is that it's been a chain or A-Chan, and then Damian Dabrowski's been calling him a. Chan, uh, yes, the right. So uh, a lot of ways that you can say his name, uh, but however you say Only it, one way to get him on your roster, yeah. that's to use the number one
0: waiver wire bid or fab. Here's what I would say. So real quickly, I think we just got to talk about him. We don't, we don't know. He, the positives are he led the team in snaps. Uh, I mean, I'm mean i sorry, he, he led the team in rushing attempts, right? He actually had more rushing attempts than friend of the podcast, uh, Raheem Mostert. Uh, and we don't know if Jeff Wilson, what his role is going to be. He, he's currently out. So there's three scenarios that happens right here with A-Chad, right? He overtakes, the, he overtakes it all, right? Like he's the lead running back on the best offense in football. It's a timeshare with Raheem Mostert. Or it's a three running back by committee uh, backfield when Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back. Given Raheem Mostert's injury history and given the fact that McDaniel, going back to his days in San Francisco, seems to like a multiple running back set. This is a guy who's young, who fits their profile. Like None of this is a fluke. That's the no. thing. Like he is, a, he is a power-speed combination, Connor, that we've talked about. Third round about. pick for a Third team that round, didn't have a lot of picks. For a team that didn't have a lot of picks, they traded up to get him yeah. as well. McDaniel... You know, all the reports was standing on the table to get him during draft night as well. So I think the worst-case scenario is what we saw. Again, you've seen his best game of his career. But the worst-case scenario is he's like, the you know, a 1B a one B in a two-headed monster. I don't think it's going to be a three-headed monster. I don't think this guy comes off the field. You know what I mean? Like, to a significant, you know, they'll mix in Mostert and maybe Wilson when he comes back. But ultimately, uh, I think a has earned it. I would... 75% of my fab. I would like just because running backs are hard to come by, running backs on this kind of offense are hard to come by. And there's a scenario like again, there's a wide range of outcomes whether he's part of a three-headed committee, but there's a there's a scenario where Mostert gets hurt or he's just too good that he winds up with 15 to 20 touches a game. And I think they play at such a high pace of play that he's going to wind up with double digit touches on the team that scores the most touchdowns in the NFL.
1: Who would you rather have Mostert or HC the rest of the way? Mostert is the number one running back in fantasy right now. By the way, and, yeah, uh, yeah, this is Robert is looking his day. You know,
0: what I mean, like
2: I
1: think I'm
0: probably still sticking with Mostert because the only the only anti Mostert argument is the injury history. Right, yeah. that's the only thing, and so and. A-chan was also banged up in the preseason as well. But, like, it's close. Yep. But the, the fact that I had to pause for a second when you asked me who would I rather have, the number one running back in fantasy yeah. or a guy, a rookie with one good game under his belt, yep. you know, tells you what we think about Devon A-chan.
2: And you bring up a great point. I mean, Denver's defense feels like the Disneyland for fantasy this year yeah, where yeah, yeah. whoever's seeing them – could just go off. And that's the case for our next running back in Roshon Johnson, who plays the Broncos this week. And Roshon Johnson has not had that game, you know, for a rookie running back that really stands out. He's coming off week three, eight carries, 38 yards, two catches, 11 yards. I do think he could help in the pass game a lot. But he's available in 52% of leagues right now, Matthew. And he does have Denver on the schedule coming up next.
0: Yeah, he, he certainly does. And, I mean, we've talked about this on draft night. Like, if this guy played at any other college
2: – Right? I mean, He gets like, more spot. He's behind B. John Robinson.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I would say from a skill standpoint, he strikes me as the best running back on that Bears offense. He is. They're 0 yeah. in, right. They're 0-3. They need to get him more touches. Like, Roshan Johnson is coming. double-digit to touches in two out of three games this year. 45% of the snaps in week three. His snap rate has increased in each week. It's, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when Roshon Johnson takes this backfield over. We're saying get ahead of it. And we're saying get ahead of it this week because to your point Connor they played Denver this week and if we if anything we've seen guys getting
2: about 50% of the touches right. in a backfield against the Broncos tend to have Pretty good days at the office. And Another thing with Roshan, he really, he's really good in pass pro, and he can catch the dump-off passes. He's going to help you in PPR. And I don't think the Bears have faith in any of their other running backs to do that right now. So he's not this kind of guy where you need the big play from. He can honestly set a floor for you. He just needs to be on the field. And I think the Bears are finally ready to make that move, Jay.
1: Yeah, I think the main thing, too, is that the Bears are 0-3. And if they're not already in Caleb Williams mode, uh, that's coming pretty soon because they look like the worst team in football at the moment, evidenced by the fact that they are a – home underdog to the team that just lost uh, by 50 points. Uh, So that's a problem. I do think the Broncos, like that defense will get better. Justin Simmons will come back. They won't lose by 50 every week. Uh, And I don't think that's going to be the worst defense in football that it's looked like uh, so far. But it is a good matchup for Chicago, certainly compared to uh, to previous matchups.
2: How about looking at the Ravens, Jay? Justice Hill available in 64% of leagues. The Ravens do have that gauntlet of Cleveland's defense ahead of them. Uh, next week. He was inactive last week. He was dealing with a toe injury. Could return in week four because... Justice Hill is on our list because Gus Edwards leaves Sunday's game with a concussion.
1: Yeah, and this is just kind of the placeholder in this segment for the Ravens running back du jour where right right now it's Justice Hill because Gus Edwards is in concussion protocol and Justice Hill could be the guy if he comes back from his own injury. Uh, But again, this offense just hasn't looked as high octane as it was supposed to be. But if he is the lead running back in a Lamar Jackson offense then he will be valuable. But... Cleveland, at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee. Two out of three of those matchups are terrible against Cleveland and yeah. Tennessee, and then Pittsburgh's defense uh, is looking better as well, so I don't think you're super excited about Justice Hill, but he's going to be a viable flex if it's just him in the backfield.
0: Right, but, and, and, but it won't be. That's the problem. Yeah. It's, is that even if Gus Edwards is out with a concussion, the fact is Melvin Gordon played 40% of the snaps in week three. He had, you know, almost 60 yards on 12 touches, and so, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon is like a professional running back like he's not amazing but is he solid and again like even Kenyon drake like Kenyon drake was sitting on his couch watching this show like you know flipping through peacock going yeah. what the hell else because is he's, he's, he's talked questions. about every year on this show yeah, so. exactly <laughs> just, you know i mean like the ravens just have this mentality of like you know oh do you qualify at running back here's 15 carries like it just uh, you know so i wouldn't go crazy on justice hill but if you but if you have to start a Ravens running back this week, we do think Hill is the most likely beneficiary. And to the point of Cleveland being so good against the run and just a good defense, the fact is that Hills at least has some pass-catching
2: yep. ability as well. So maybe you can get some dump-offs there the trying Ravens, to get him in space. The Ravens seem like the perfect team to trade for Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion. And I understand the price might not – they won't want to meet the price. They're going to pay a high-end price for him. But, I mean, J.K. Dobbins – this is he's hurt all the time at this point. It yeah. stinks, but they need a guy to feed consistently in the run game.
1: Yep, so that would be frightening. Jonathan yes. Taylor and Lamar Jackson in the same, yeah, exactly. uh, in the same rushing attack. It'd be a Ruby great
0: team. By the way, so would, so would the Steelers. That I mean, honestly, like I'm not an Aji guy. You know this, sorry, know, you but hate like it. I do with a fiery <laughs> passion, um, and I don't know that they believe in Jalen Warren. But I mean, just think about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, who is what Najee Harris wants to be, what yeah. they want Najee Harris to be, yeah. Jonathan Taylor actually is.
1: Can he play quarterback? I think that's what Pittsburgh might <laughs> know. Looking over right.
2: at the Giants, Matt Breida essentially taking over for Saquon yeah. Barkley, who has said he has a high ankle sprain, which you, in theory, if you have a high ankle sprain running back, you're going to be out a long time. We'll see what Saquon does. Breida available in 98% of leagues. Jay, I think more importantly, he's, they're playing Seattle. So while it's looked awful for the Giants' offense in just about – every aspect of the season besides the second half of Arizona.
1: Maybe there's some hope on the schedule for the Giants' run game? There is, like Matt Breida was in the Saquon Barkley role against San Francisco. He played 21 of the first 24 snaps in the first half when the game was competitive. It's just that they never had the ball because Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey kept on converting third and fifteens, so the Giants were never on the field. They never had a positive game script, so he only got four carries. I think you will be a viable flex or low-end RB2 if he is the starter and there's no Saquon against the pretty suspect Seattle defense. Barry, let's look at some backup running back stash
2: targets. These aren't necessarily guys that you think are going to help you win in Week 4, but maybe somebody you can keep on the roster and you're one injury away from a breakout. Kendra Miller on the Saints. We know Alvin Kamara is coming back from suspension. Jamal Williams is hurt. We'll see what Kendra Miller, the third-round pick, for the Saints can end up doing this year. Tajay Spears. Derrick Henry coming off a really, really disappointing week. They're not gonna move oh, away from Derrick Henry. Over
0: though. 50% of snaps in two or three games this season. He's by the way, but he's playing, and more importantly, like they might move off Derrick Henry if the if the season goes south and it's heading
2: that way. Trade you could
0: say, like, hey, we're gonna trade Ryan Tannehill, we're gonna trade, you know, Derrick Henry, we're gonna go with Will Levis, we're gonna go with a youth movement, we're gonna go with Tajay Spears. And so again, like it's waivers is always about this. What do you need? Do you need somebody this week, or are you just trying to fortify your bench so that when, like, to your point, I had, when I beat Jay this week in our show league, <laughs> I had Jerome Ford on my bench already. I didn't have to go to the waiver wire and blow everyone out with my fab budget because I already had Jerome Ford. You already had Devon Achan on your bench. Yeah. I had Tank Dell on my bench. Right. He had... I don't know, people that you didn't want to use on your bench. But, you know, and this Zachary is the reason us. why you're... Still Ray Schultz out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a cup, I mean, I'm That's fine. Right. But that's, that's my point. And so, so Tajay Spears, impressive. Kendrick Miller, explained. these are guys that we think. You saw Zach Charbonnet there. Yeah. Zach Charbonnet, he's rostered about 54% of the league, so he might not be eligible. But I you believe know. in that talent, and you never know, given Ken Walker's injury history. Rico Dowdle has had back-to-back games with three red zone touches, obviously, if anything would happen to
2: power. That, he's... An injury away from being not just fantasy relevant, but a league fantasy, changer. Fantasy, like, fantasy
0: superstar. Most people probably
2: can't afford that stash, but right. man, if you're stashing, hoping for a boom, and we're not rooting against Tony Pollard or him to get hurt, the reality is this is a guy that got a broken you know, fibula last year.
0: A thousand percent, and it's his first year as being the true workhorse right. running back, and no, we don't root for injury, but the fact of the matter is it's a violent game. Injuries do happen, and so you've already seen it with austin eckler with jonathan taylor nick with chubb. saquon barkley with nick chubb like we've already seen big name running backs miss time and in some cases significant time with injuries you know I, so uh, the fact of the matter is is that uh, you know uh, rico Dowdle these are all guys that we think you know are worth a stash and you saw it there on the screen in terms of the order that we would put them in.
2: Yeah, so let's order them right now. To recap yeah. the top running back waiver targets from Barry for Week 4, we led with Devon A. Chan from the Miami Dolphins. He's number one. If he's available in your league, you heard Barry say it. 75% of the fab is what you're looking at there. Jay, we talked about Roshan Johnson. It's probably his time in the Bears' offense. I think the question is just what is the Bears' offense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the one guy who's not on this list but is, uh, I think, very – high upside as we talked about, Tyje Spears. The fact that he's out-snapped Derrick Henry in two out of three games. One, that's really weird. Secondly, the Titans' offensive line is so bad that they're sending multiple tight ends in motion to block Miles Garrett. And then the Titans, their next three games, Home to Cincinnati, at Indianapolis, and then Baltimore in London. I mean, there's a chance they don't let Ryan Tannehill get back on the flight um, from London and going into their bye week. They're just a new team coming out of that. If they're one and five, and Derek Henry could be on a different team. Plan. They
0: easily could be one and five or two and four in a tough division. There. The only thing I'll say about the list that you just saw there is that again, it depends on what you need. If I was not, you know, the guys like you know, Breda and Justice Hill are more like, hey, I need somebody you know, this week. But if you're just stashing, I would move Kendra Miller to three. Just, I mean, again, because that's, that's a kid that, I mean, talk to me about Kendra Miller out of TCU. I think he's got more pass-catching upside. Jamal Williams not getting anything out of him. Who knows how hurt he is. He's obviously going to miss at least the next three games. And Alvin Kamara, I don't think, is built for a full-time role at this stage of his career. I love Kendra Miller. Am I wrong?
2: No, that's the key is that Kendra Miller does what Alvin Kamara cannot. And Alvin Kamara never really has been a heavy workload in between the tackles kind of guy. Big pass game, stretch runs. Kendra Miller can run in between the tackles. You can give him 20 touches a game. I know he's even brought this up. Like He has more pass game upside than a lot of people think. There's a chance Kendra Miller takes that job from Jamal Williams, who is hurt, which might be unfair, and never looks back. That's what they drafted him in the third round to do.
1: Yep. The other thing is Jameis Winston looked terrible against yeah. the Packers. And, look, he came into the game halfway through. That's always a difficult situation. But, I mean, if he's bad again, they may need to lean on the run game even more. I, I just want to – I think it's a good time to have this conversation.
0: Alvin Kamara's rookie year. I remember I was, I, I was banging the drum for Alvin Kamara, and everyone was like, you know, they got Mark Ingram – and they'd signed Adrian Peterson. Remember, Adrian yeah. Peterson had been with the Cardinal. They signed Adrian Peterson. Like Alvin Kamara was this third round, third round pick, and you know he was going to be third on the depth chart. And I was like, no, no, no. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just Mark Ingram doesn't get passes. I feel like Adrian Peterson's kind of done. Kamara, like when you watch him in the preseason, this guy's just electric. I feel like, whatever. Ultimately, rational coaching doesn't always happen, but more often than not, talent wins out. And so in cases like whether it's Kendra Miller or Devon Achan that we're talking about here. Like, even if you can't necessarily see a clear path to playing time, ultimately, talent wins out. That's what we're talking about with Roshan That's Johnson exactly as well. And, and so I, I, maybe Alvin Kamara still has it. We haven't seen it the last two years. Word is is that he's healthy and he's got a chip on his shoulder after three-game suspension. But maybe? Like, I'm not shocked if over the second half of the year, Kendra Miller is the lead running back for the Saints and, like, a top –
2: guy. That's what they drafted him to be. I mean, they took him in the third round. Once again, he has a skill set that they need right now. And, Jay, your point further highlights that with Jameis Winston under center, they're going to have to run the ball more. Let's move over to the wide receivers because we have a lot to get through here, Um. and that's because a breakout game from rookie wide receiver Tank Dell in the Houston Texans offense, thanks to his – uh, young quarterback that's looked great in C.J. Stroud. Barry, you got to sit with Tank Dell a couple months ago, and he talked about his relationship with C.J. Stroud before they even got to training camp. Take
0: yeah, a this listen. is yeah, this is at the NFLPA rookie premiere.
3: That's a great guy. That's my guy, um, man. C.J., we've been we've been with each other every day since we um, since he came to Houston. You know, I've been there, but since he came to Houston in his first night in, you know, I went over there and we chilled for hours and we were just talking and chopping it up, but. That's my guy. Um, I told him I wanted to play with him. He told me he wanted to play with me. So, you know, we just tried to make it happen and it worked out for us.
2: Tank Dell available in 68% of leagues. Upcoming schedule they got the Steelers, Falcons, Saints, and then the bye week. Week three against Jacksonville, though, Barry. Seven targets, five catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, Tank Dell is only growing in this offense, and that relationship with Stroud is really evident.
0: Really evident as well. He led the team in targets in both of the last two games. Like, again, this isn't just, you know, some big play guy. that like This isn't a Marvin Mims situation. We're going to talk about Mims in a second. But this isn't a Marvin Mims situation where he only ran five routes, but one or two of them was a long, deep ball, and you're like, oh, the numbers look good. No, no, no. 84% route participation for Tank Dell in week three. Again, he's led the team in targets each of the last two games. 17 targets over the last two weeks on a team that obviously is going to throw, that has confidence in C.J. Stroud, dropping back and throwing it. His routes keep coming up. each. Look at, the, look at this on your screen here, right? 34 to 72 to 145. You know, 10 targets in week two, seven at Jacksonville in week number three. He scored each of the last two weeks as well. I said all preseason, we, that's, we've played that tape multiple times. Tank Dell is going to be a thing this year. Well, that time is right now. Tank Now, he's not available in our league because I have him on the bench. I decided not to use him against Jay. I took mercy on him, much like Mike McDaniel and <laughs> yeah, Sean Payton. Exactly. Right. I took mercy on oh, Jay I last week. Happen. But I, no, I, whatever, I took a knee. I, I put, put Tank Dell on the bench. It's no, fine yeah, what it is. I didn't want the record. I didn't want the league record on you, Jay. But what I did want is Tank Dell on a lot of teams. I have a lot of Tank Dell. He should not be out there in 64% of the leagues. This is legitimate, and I will say that I would be as aggressive, as we talked about, Devon A. Chan, in terms of, like, 70% of your fab, like, I would be as aggressive on Tank Dell. Like, Tank, Tank Dell is, what? Are, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow this right now, but um, you know what, <laughs> we're, no, we're doing, a, we're doing a, the, the last segment of the show is DraftKings Future. And I want give me Tank Dell's odds on uh, offensive rookie of the year. His future odds on that. Give me that. Um, I, we will we will get into that. That is what is known in the business as a tease because I am a broadcast professional. Thank you very much. Indeed. Well, Jay, uh, okay. Tank Dell is a off professional wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. Well, indeed.
2: I'll be out then. We brought uh, came into the show. Barry said there's value in old people. Adam yeah. Thielen clearly showed that this week. He's available in over 50% of leagues right now. Adam Thielen got the Andy Dalton boost, That's yes. what they're calling it, yeah, Jay. That's Monster week call. for Thielen with uh, Andy Dalton under center.
1: Just looked more like an NFL offense with Andy Dalton under center. It wasn't great, and they lost the game, uh, and it was never particularly close in the final quarter. But, look, Adam Thielen has shown that he can absorb a lot of targets and that he's going to produce a lot of garbage time stats, which counts all the same in fantasy. Also, DJ Chark as well. If Jonathan Mingo is going to miss time, DJ Chark, might be a viable flex off, off, uh, option for a team that is needing to throw because they're losing all the time. 11 targets in week number three. There's a chance that Dalton is back under
0: center for the uh, Carolina Panthers. By the way, Adam Thielen goes against Minnesota this week. Mm-hmm. Revenge, revenge Hashtag revenge game for Adam Thielen. Revenge
1: game is against a bad defense as well. You exactly. don't want a revenge most game games. against the Browns defense. No, you certainly do
0: not. Good. But uh, Vikings have allowed the third most yards to wide receivers this season. So as long as he's healthy... Adam Thielen will continue to be a viable guy.
2: Another popular name on waivers this week, a wide receiver, of course, Joshua Palmer. Uh, we've you know had this moment in previous seasons where Joshua Palmer is a big waiver name because of an unfortunate injury to the Chargers wide receiver room. That comes to a season-ending injury from Mike Williams. Yes, they drafted Quentin Johnson in the first round, but Barry, it just seems like Josh Palmer will be the guy that steps in, at least for now.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Brandon Staley at his press conference mentioned Johnston earning a bigger role. He's going to get more opportunities with Mike Williams out. But the fact of the matter is is that Josh Williams already has those opportunities. You know, he also mentioned in the same quote, he mentioned Keenan Allen and uh, Josh Palmer three games last year with Mike Williams out and Keenan Allen active. And in those three games, Josh Palmer averaged 13 fantasy points per game. This is over the last two years. He had a 19% target share. Again, it's all small sample size, but this is what we know. Josh Palmer is the number three wide receiver. He's now the number two on, uh, on the Chargers, which is a very good offense. Right? I mean, we have questions about the defense, but the fact is is they're going to be throwing and throwing a lot. And so if I needed someone to play over the next couple of weeks, it's Josh Palmer. If I'm just, as we talked about earlier in the show, if I'm looking for, hey, I feel pretty good about my wide receiver room, right? Um, I just need to grab and stash somebody. Quentin Johnston would be the guy that I would want to um, grab and stash their schedule upcoming is kind of interesting. They play the Raiders this week, which you like, but then an early bye, then they're home to Dallas, then they're at Kansas City. So only two matchups in the next four that you feel good about. So I wouldn't go crazy on Josh Palmer. And by the way, four weeks from now, maybe Quentin Johnston has earned a bigger role. But um, I do think Palmer is the guy if you need to replace Mike Williams or you need a wide receiver for this week.
1: I think Justin Herbert might just be so good that he's matchup-proof. It's like Patrick Mahomes where, oh, Patrick Mahomes is playing the Bills. Well, it doesn't matter. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's just matchup agnostic. Herbert quietly, and everyone focuses on the Kirk Cousins pick and Justin Jefferson's big day, Herbert was better than Tua and Mahomes on the weekend. He was 40-47 for 405 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, only took the one sack as well. He was an absolute monster. And I just don't think Keenan Allen can get 15, 20 targets. He breaks down. Down constantly right. so they need to spread the wealth and Josh Palms the number one candidate to take it will that. be
0: interesting to see how this changes a little bit once Austin Eckler comes sure. back they couldn't get anything going on the run game for the second straight week so that'll be interesting as well but yeah I mean like Justin Herbert is awesome he's amazing I'm I'm in a dyna- I'm in another dynasty league where um there was a tremendous uh uproar this offseason when somebody in the league traded Justin her it's a super flex dynasty league right mm. And this is a team that isn't particularly good. Quarterbacks king. Who were quarterbacks are king. Traded Justin Herbert for Saquon Barkley. Mm, and the entire league really cool. was like, wait, what? Oh, we, there was, there yeah. was lots for of controversy. Our- I won't uh, I won't call out who uh, is in that league but because um, they're known people. But I will just say there was a lot of uh, – Blake, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> was not – This down. one was actually not Penn State Blake, but um, – uh, yeah, Justin Herbert is somebody that should not be traded in a super flex just quickly, league. Just quickly,
1: Connor, can Quinton Johnson, his skill set, can that replace Mike Williams or is it just too different a player?
2: In theory, it can. I mean, he's a big-bodied wide receiver. Yeah. He's He flashed in college at winning down the field. I think the consistency for his size wasn't there. And I think the Chargers are showing their hand by not thrusting a first-round pick into that role. Yep. I mean, he didn't have a great summer. He was okay. They didn't really look to get him on the field as their third wide receiver out of the gate this year often. And now there's the door wide open when Mike Williams gets hurt, and they're still like, he's going to get more opportunities. Yeah. I, I believe in Quentin Johnson to an extent, but this is this is not a great sign in my opinion. You drafted him for this situation. Yeah, I mean, this is – yeah, it's a little concerning. Although, I will be honest with you.
0: I have questions about the coaching staff. And, That's and, I mean, fair. I, I'm a Kellen Moore fan, mm. but I have questions about Staley. That's fair. And you, it's you know, yeah. uh, Mr. Staley. So we will – we will see there. Um, it, it definitely is uh, off to a slow start with Quentin Johnston. By the way, um, inconsistent for his size has been said about me more than once. Uh, <laughs> hey, next guy I want to bring up is how about Romeo Dobbs? Yeah, against on the short week. On the short week, they play the Thursday night game against the Lions. He's got a 21% target share so far this season. He's tied for the second most end zone targets. He's scored in two of three games. He's gotten five end zone targets. Maybe we get Christian Watson back this week. We're still unsure about that. But even if he's back, is he fully back there? Romeo Dobbs is uh, out there in a lot of leagues. And I like their upcoming schedule. Look at this. Home to Detroit at Las Vegas. They got a bye, and then they're at Denver. Yeah. You know, so uh, pretty nice uh, run here for Romeo Dobbs, who is uh, making the most of his opportunity with Christian Watson out.
1: I think the main thing with Dobbs as well, as you see, his offensive snaps going up from 48% to 77% to 86%. He is healthy now, and he wasn't back in week one. Uh, and look, he's got a top 20 PFF grade among all wide receivers. He's just really solid. It's just a question of what his role becomes when Christian Watson presumably comes back at some point.
2: Right, and he's a guy that can play inside-outside. Jordan loves keying in on him. It's good, Jay, that he's has that snap count goes up it's not just cardio the yep. targets are skyrocketing as the snap count goes up so I think the Romeo Dobbs usage is very for real like we did with the running backs let's take a look at some deep league wide receiver waiver targets these are stash plays of course starting with Rasheed Rice for the Chiefs he's available in 74 percent of the league they're coming to MetLife for Sunday Night Football maybe Taylor Swift's coming with them Broncos wide receiver Marvin Mims a big play threat available in 73 percent of leagues berry against the Bears that's a good sign
0: that is a good tra- look Rasheed Rice, by the way, almost scored twice in this game. If you're asking me to throw a dart at a Chiefs wide receiver, I think Rasheed Rice is just a great stash. Marvin Mims, look, it's all gone to crap in Denver. <laughs> and so here's one positive thing. Marvin Mims can play. He's good. He's got to get on the field more for Sean Payton. Wandell Robinson made his debut last week. He, um, he had, you know, he had seven uh, – you know, he was targeted on 55% of his routes in his first game back. It's worth noting that the Seahawks have allowed the most yards to the slot this season. That's the Monday night game. And then you see Josh Downs there as well. Feels like, you know, listen, the Colts' offense is going to be better than we thought. They're going to be past more than we thought. And Josh Downs is a kid that. I think went under the radar in a lot, but kind of like him, Connor.
2: Yeah, slot only. Great hands. I know he's had some problems this year when he was adjusting to Anthony Richardson, but he has good hands. He'll settle in. Uh, he's a good route runner. He's a short area guy. He's a, he's a PPR guy. When you look at him, he's a very effective PPR player in the future.
0: And, and when you've got Michael Pittman there on the outside, feels like, I, I prefer downs to Alec Pierce. Me too. Defined role. Yeah, exactly. Yep, on, uh, role on what we think is a better than
2: expected Colts passing offense. With Mims, it's insane. He's averaged nine run, run nine Nine routes run per game this yeah. year. That has that to change, and if that changes, that means the free points are to skyrocket. Mims. Yeah. Free, it, free, free Marvin, Mims.
0: Marvin Mims. to recap my rankings. Tank Dell, uh, if he's available in your league again, not in available in our league because I kept to my bench to you know take the knee against Jay. But uh, he's my number one waiver target. Then old guy Adam Thielen, Josh Palmer, Romeo Dobbs, and Rasheed Rice is at five. But again, if I'm just if I am looking for later in the season. Rice and Quentin Johnson would be move up, you know, after Tank Dell's my number one by far. Like I think he's right there with Devon Han in terms of priorities on the waiver wire. I put Han over uh, over him because just because running backs are more scarce than uh, wide receivers and you know, <laughs> Dolphins versus the Texans offense. But uh Dell should I would be aggressive to go get Tank Dell. This is this is absolutely
1: legitimate. Yep. Just quickly on Marvin Mims. It's gone under the radar because they lost 70-20. to 20, But Russell Wilson looks a lot better than he did last season. This is true. His his performance overall is looking a lot better. So there's more upside for that offense in general.
2: Moving over to the tight ends. The tight end waiver targets for Week 4. The Cowboy, uh, Cowboys tight end Jake Ferguson available in almost 60% of leagues. They're going up against the Patriots this week. In Week 3 against Arizona, targeted seven times, five catches, 48 yards. Barry, as you always say, the bar at this position is pretty low, so Jake Ferguson is fantasy relevant right now.
0: He's got 18 targets through three three weeks. It's tied for the sixth most of the position. He leads all players, not tight ends, all players with eight red zone targets so far this season. Guys, I'm not convinced Dak Prescott's any good anymore. I don't know what's going on, but what I will That's tell you start. is... Uh, but it's it's been a bad start. Their defense has carried him, but what I will tell you is is that Dak Prescott throughout his career, whether it was Dalton Schultz, whether it was even the ghost of Jason Witten. Like, they have – Dak Prescott likes to throw to the tight end, and so Jake Ferguson is the current starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. They play the Patriots and then the Niners. So, you don't love the schedule upcoming, but, again, the bar is low. Luke Musgrave was on that list as well. Again, just like I talked about with Tank Dell, at some point Luke Musgrave is going to be a thing. Once again, like Jordan Love, like Luke Musgrave was wide open down the seam again this past Sunday, and if Jordan Love hits him in stride – It's like a 65-yard touchdown, and he just didn't. Jordan Love has still got to get more consistent with his accuracy, but, like, Musgrave is getting free and getting open, and those are going to start hitting. So, um, uh, and maybe it's this this week against the Lions where Detroit has allowed the most yards to tight end so far this season. So really like Musgrave, who's available in 82% of leagues. And Donald Parham, Jr., who, you know, we'll joke about on my old podcast. Like, I was obsessed with Donald Parham for years and years. <laughs> <laughs> XFL it's superstar. He's like
2: seven feet tall. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. You can't teach that. Um, XFL superstar Donald Parham, like, he's it's it's inflated by touchdowns. And Gerald Everett can't sniff a touchdown, much to the chagrin of Damian Dabrowski, who has a <laughs> ton of Gerald Everett this year. But, uh, but yeah, three of his six catches this year have gone for touchdowns. So you know he's kind we, of got
1: the Jawan Johnson costume.
0: Yeah, exactly, a little bit, yeah. a little bit, and especially with Mike Williams, another big body, no longer there, and the and Quentin Johnson not getting on the field as much. Uh, Donald Parham is somebody that for deeper leagues, you know, is to look at.
2: Jay, you talked about that Chargers offense, how for real Justin Herbert is right now. Parham's available in every single league, essentially, right now. If you were a desperate streamer, would you buy in that maybe this is for real? He's not going to catch 10 passes a game, but a touchdown here or there?
1: Well, to your point earlier about buying into the Dolphins offense over the Texans offense, when you want to take Flyers, you want to take them on the best offenses with the best quarterbacks, because all of a sudden it just takes one thing to click, and then all of a sudden you've got a guy who's potentially a tight end one for Justin Herbert, uh, and his number one, number two receiver's just gone down.
0: I I mean, again... After you get to a certain point, all the tight ends are basically touchdown-dependent tight ends. When they score, it's great. When they don't, they're useless. And so, to your point, I think Jawan Johnson is actually a great comp, right? Jawan Johnson, I mean, again, Donald Parham has six catches this year, but three of them have gone for touchdowns. And so, I think he could have that kind of season given, the, given his skill set in the red zone, given that offense, given Justin Herbert's tendencies as well. And so, yeah, I don't think massive volume for him, but do I think – we look up at the end of the year, and he's got double to the touchdowns very possibly. Yep.
2: Let's move over to the quarterbacks. Listen, the Cardinals, a lot of people were joking about them before the season, and there was some trash talk there leading up to the Dallas game. Uh, but Josh Dobbs had a nice little response after Arizona's massive upset win over Dallas.
3: Josh Dobbs, I'm putting him on a bulletin board. I'm
2: throwing darts at him. Ooh. Go Cards. That was Micah Parsons throwing the darts, at and Josh, Josh
0: Dobbs dodging them, dodging and coming away with one. a W. Go Josh Dobbs! Again, I've talked awesome. about him on this show before. One of my favorite players in the NFL. I do the NFLPA rookie premiere, and I have for like the last seven or eight years. I interview 40 to 45 kids every single year for seven, to eight years, and literally over the last eight years, my two favorite interviews of all time: Josh Dobbs and Mac Collins. Both awesome, awesome. Seriously, I just – I have always rooted for those two guys just after meeting them. Uh, I root for a lot of people. But anyway, Josh Dobbs is just, like, one of the really good guys in the NFL. And it's exciting for me just to see the fact that, like, he's getting a chance to prove he should be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know what happens with Kyler Murray when he comes back and what's going to happen with his team. But I think what he has shown over the last two weeks uh, that he deserves to be a starting quarterback in the league, right – consecutive games with 40 or more rushing yards as well. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy that's, I think, more mobile than he gets credit for. He's distributing the ball well, whether it's Marquise Brown. How about Michael Wilson, by the way? That's another guy that, like, again, deep league stash for a wide receiver as well. Now, they play San Francisco this week, but whatever. Whatever. They also played Dallas last week, and Josh Dobbs put up 20 fantasy points. So, like Josh Dobbs, CJ Stroud against Pittsburgh, Andy Dalton against Minnesota. You see it all there on your screen. These are all just sort of streamers this week. Stroud, I think, is the guy. And of course, Jameis against his former team, the Buccaneers, and hashtag revenge game. But how about Stroud? To me, of the guys, Stroud is the guy on that list that I know barring injury, is starting every game this year.
1: Yeah, and also Stroud the past two weeks has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't really understand how it's happened, but the fact that he's doing this with 80% of his offensive line missing, Laramie Tutzel will come back, Titus Howard will come back. Presumably guys like Tank Dell and Nico Collins will get better as well as the season goes on as so they develop more chemistry with Stroud. He should just get better as the season goes on, which is kind of frightening given that he's already been really good so far.
2: We'll close out with some defenses to stream here. Of course, the Browns, they're playing – At Baltimore, that Browns defense under Jim Schwartz right now is cooking. They're available in over 50% of leagues. This is sort of surprising. I mean, I
0: don't know if it's just because they're the Browns or they just, when people are sorting by fantasy points, they just haven't, they've been more dominant NFL ways than they have in fantasy. But, like, they've got the seventh highest sack rate this season. They're allowing the fewest yards and
1: fewest points per game. And, oh, by
0: the way, they play the Ravens, who, like, I was promised a high flying offense and I have not gotten that. And
1: Lamal Jackson takes a ton of sacks. Ton of sacks. Yep.
0: Not a sack. So we like the Browns. Bucks uh, on here and as the, well the, Buccaneers the Saints defense. against Jameis. I mean. Yeah, traveling on a short week, but, you know, going, yeah. I mean, listen, you know, <laughs> if you get points for interceptions, pick sixes. I
2: mean, you it know, goes a long way. Jameis doesn't,
0: uh, you oh, know. Since he entered the league in 2016, Jameis Winston has the third highest interception rate yep.
2: in the NFL. So,
0: anyway. All right.
2: Lower. Let's close out with some droppables. Of course, we talked this entire segment about all the players that you should add, but who are you clear to drop? These players are rostered in over half of leagues right now. And Dalvin Cook at the top of this list, Barry, 86% rostered right now. He looks uh, like a complete shell of himself. I'm being, I'm being the offense honest. looks
0: awful. The Jets offensive line looks awful. Just the idea that they're gonna be in scoring position often doesn't feel like that's gonna happen. And he doesn't look good. He does not look good as well. So my JP ride. Jamal McLaughlin keeps coming into the red zone. It's super annoying. That Denver Broncos offense it doesn't look like they're going to be playing with a lead very much. You know, Javante Williams is barely usable. Brandon Cooks, I mean, it's him and it's Gallup. I mean, I just, I, I don't mind dropping Brandon Cooks. I don't. I think his usage is going to be inconsistent. You got Juju there as well. Like, what are you doing? How is Juju still Smith-Schuster still rostered in 61% uh, of these? Come on, people. And then Antonio Gibson, honestly, it is the Brian Robinson show. Yep. And, and the fact is, is that if anything were to happen to Brian Robinson, I'm not convinced Antonio Gibson suddenly becomes the guy. I think it might be Chris Rodriguez. I, I, like, yeah. they just it, they don't seem to like Antonio Gibson. He just doesn't, you know, he's, he's had some bad fumbles. He just can't sit get on the field. So those are some guys that some drops. Also, uh, Pete, can you, just, can you show Jay's roster one more time? <laughs> In our fantasy league, we could just to any of like if You're probably, Justin Herbert? there's probably a lot of guys. Well, you, he couldn't get you to a W, could he? It just feels like there's a lot of guys on uh, on uh, you know, yeah, can't catch Mike's Vegemite or whatever the name <laughs> of your
1: team is. A new name, Need to change up the comma. Yeah, something. Mm. All right, exactly. We're taking our
2: first break. When we're back, our Monday Night Football reactions, including is DeAndre Swift in RB one in fantasy right now? Right after this. That's.
3: Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxalaner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. Nexgard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh races you did it you stumped this charming devil
0: do you want a beautiful lawn enter true green the easiest way to get a great lawn just water and mow and they'll do the rest weed control fertilization aeration and more true green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the pga tour and they have a verified best price which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality you do you let true green do your lawn care Visit truegreen.com. T R U G R E E N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 14 of the Rams. Burrow in the gun. Second down, six. Shotgun snap. Handoff to Mixon over the left tackle. Breaks the tackle. Turn the five. Break the tackle the four. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Cincinnati. Joe Mixon. We got a touchdown. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bengals beat the Rams on Monday Night Football on the doubleheader here. 19-16, and the most important thing, guys, Jamar Chase back in form. We saw Joe Burrow leaning on Jamar Chase. We saw Jamar Chase lined up all over the field. He played in the slot. He played outside. Uh, He ends up with 12 catches, 141 yards. That is more receptions and receiving yards in week three than weeks one and two combined. I think for all of the fear, Jay, about Jamar Chase, that's out of the way. But the Joe Burrow fear is not. Are you still concerned about Joe Burrow just playing through this calf injury right now? Yeah, very concerned. He
1: clearly wasn't Joe Burrow. He couldn't push into his throw. He wasn't throwing down the field. But they still (laughs) threw the ball 49 times, so I didn't really understand. But the fact that he was throwing with that much volume and he got through the game, and here's the thing with Joe Burrow, their next three games at Tennessee, at Arizona, Seattle, and then the bye week. He just needs to survive those three games, and they're going to be favored in all of them three favorable matchups. Then, and if you can just get through that and then get healthier in the bye, he should be a monster the second half of the season.
0: Again, just like uh, Deshaun Watson got right against the Titans, yeah. I think Joe Burrow gets right against the Titans. So if you want, I, I still think he's a buy-low candidate. I still believe sure. in the overall talent and the talent of that offense. So your chance to buy low is basically this week. By the way, uh, so Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, both guys that it's worth investing in. Hmm. Much yeah, like they've invested in FantasyLife.com, yeah, you know, exactly. just in case yeah, you play, they're nice. both oh, very proud good. Fantasy Life investors. Is Puka hey, Nakua an investor in Fantasy Life? He is come? not yet, okay. but we will reach out to him. Uh, I would certainly like to invest in him more than I already have, and you know I love me some Puka Nakua. Look, his worst—this was crazy—5 for 72, mm. and that's his worst game of the season by far. Actually should have had a touchdown. That last throw was underthrown uh, as well but still he played the most uh, he, he played the most snaps he ran the most routes among all the Rams wide receivers in week 3 played 96% of the snaps and you think about their upcoming schedule the Rams at the Colts home to Philadelphia home to Arizona home to Pittsburgh i mean like both the Colts and Eagles are top 10 in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers this season so I, it felt like the Bengals made an effort to take away Puka Nakua, and yet they still were able to get a usable. Ge- I mean, like, if 5 for 72 is this floor, yeah. all in on Puka Nakua as if I wasn't. Worth mentioning very quickly in this game, Tutu Atwell, 450 to at touchdown. He got nine targets. He gives them that speed that they just don't have. They also use him in the backfield. He got one rush for 22. He's another guy that I don't think also, he's going away.
2: I, I don't think so. People are kind of. When is Cooper come. I think Tutu Atwell's role is Tutu Atwell's role. They drafted him on day two of the draft a couple of years ago because they needed speed in the offense. He's finally ready.
0: Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting whether he'll be fantasy. I don't know if this offense is gonna be good enough to support three fantasy That's viable wide question. receivers as well as Tyler Higby. And then you've also got Tyler Higby there, but feels like he'll have the the Van Jefferson role, just right. that you know that, yeah. the clear out role, which will be some spike plays. But at least for next week when they play the Colts, two to Atwell on your radar as well. Last thing I just want to mention here: Kyron Williams, a hundred percent snap mm. share. Literally did not come off the field, so not a massive game for Kyron, but and. The weird Stafford just couldn't dump it down to him. It was so yeah. weird. Like you're like that should be the easiest throw, and it wasn't. But whatever. Um, you love to see that usage from Williams. Better days ahead for
2: him. The odd uh, bad Stafford game in yep. week three. We'll see yeah, if it bounces back in week four. The other game on Monday Night Football for this doubleheader. The Eagles beat the Bucks pretty easily. The score ends up twenty-five eleven. They were in control much of this game. Jay, another good night from DeAndre Swift. Where you have to ask at this point. Is he a legitimate RB1 right now in fantasy or trustworthy RB1 is what I would say?
1: I think legitimate yes, trustworthy no just because you don't know what's going to happen with that situation. At the same time, you look at the box score and Swift had 16 carries, Gainwell had 14. That's a bit misleading because Gainwell was getting all the work at the end when the game was effectively in hand. Swift just looks so much better than Gainwell. He looks so much more explosive and you have to think that rational coaching will prevail and that Swift will continue to get RB1 usage.
0: I have a contrarian take on DeAndre Swift, though. I think he's a sell high. I think he's the ultimate sell high, even forgetting their injury history, which is real and spectacular, right? The fact is, is think about this. When they get in close, they're going to Jalen Hurts, right? So he's not, he's likely not going to get, like, a bunch of different times this year, he's had the opportunity to get in the end zone. He's had some bad luck. He's been down at the one, but also when it's, First and goal on the one, they give it to Jalen Hurts. The other thing is is he's just not being used in the passing game, which is super weird, right, given you know what he used to do in Detroit. But, like, through three weeks, he has an 8% target share. He has three or fewer targets in each game. So really, like, again, he was dominant in this game, 130 yards on 16 rushes, one reception for eight. But, like, so wait, he got, like, in a game like this, he got under 15 fantasy points. Like This, this should have been a 22-point game, given how dominant he was and how much they were up. And so my point is is that he, he's been in two national games where everyone's seen him look like, whoa, DeAndre Swift looks awesome. That offensive line is great. But again, like he's probably not scoring a ton of touchdowns, and he's not involved in the passing game, and the injury history is real. And Kenneth Gainwell is still there. And so I just think he's a sell-high to me. I'm not just giving him away, because I do think there's value, and I think he's clearly the Eagles running back you want. But I actually think that you could get kind of a king's ransom form right now, and I would explore that. There's
1: a real chance he's just the more exciting version of Miles Sanders last year. That's right. Yep. Very,
0: and without the scoring, by yeah. the way. Again, I mean, it's, Miles Sanders at least had double-digit touchdowns last year.
2: As someone who has Devontae Smith, I feel like, in every league this year, am yeah. I wrong to start to have concern that it's just nah. going to be an A.J. Brown week this week, a Devontae Smith week this week? Or can Jalen Hurts actually, you know, keep afloat both of these guys on a week-by-week basis?
0: I, I think so. I mean, I think – Look to me, Hertz hasn't looked fully right. baked yet. It hasn't looked like the guy my ride or die from last year. I think they have a new offensive coordinator who's called. It's the same playbook, but you know he's new to playing calls, and it just feels like they've. AJ Brown should have had three more touchdowns on this season. He dropped two ba- balls. It didn't matter, but he dropped two, uh, you know, two touchdowns uh, on on uh, last night. You know, and then the other one the week before. So I'm not there yet on Devonte yeah. Smith. I think the Eagles will. Every week they're a little bit better. Like, my opinion on Hurts hasn't changed yet. I wish he was running more. He's not yeah. running as much, which is a concern. But uh, the fact of the matter is is that I'm not there yet on Devontae Smith. He's too talented as well. well last thing, like, the Bucks are the Bucks. Rashad, Rashad White gets a ton of work and doesn't do anything with it. I just want to mention Trey Palmer, six-round pick out of Nebraska, whose snap rate has increased week after week after week. He's the third wide receiver, somebody that, again, Kind of a deep league stash or name yeah. to keep on your radar.
2: It's just a matter of if Baker Mayfield can make that matter, their third wide receiver. That's what we're keeping an eye on. We'll take our last I think break. think they'll be better. When, our ba- when we're back, we're taking a look at our favorite future bets, courtesy of
3: DraftKings. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a foxoliner, moxidectin, and pyrantel chewable tablets. Nexgard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights. You'll be set to take on retirement, whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at Fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member N Y S-E-S-I-P-C. SIPC. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because...
2: DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and today new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, a little back to the futures here, guys. Jay, let's keep it real simple. Which futures bet do you have your eye on right now?
1: Going to Defensive Rookie of the Year, Connor, a market that I enjoyed last year with your man, Sauce Gardner. Friend of the show. I'm taking Christian Gonzalez, who's plus 900 cornerback on the Patriots. He's the third favorite behind Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Jalen Carter's even money to win this award. That's way too short. He plays half the snaps. He's got one and a half sacks. I understand he's fantastic, but it's very early in the season. Christian Gonzalez. Here's what he's done the past two games against Tyreek Hill and Garrett Wilson. Tyreek Hill, 17 routes against Gonzalez. Zero catches on two targets, and Gonzalez had an interception. And then Garrett Wilson goes three catches for 18 yards on 23 routes. Bill Belichick is trusting this rookie in his second and third games to guard Tyreek Hill and Garrett Wilson on an island. I think he should be much shorter than plus 900.
0: I-, I would just like to thank the Washington Commanders for passing on Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. When they needed, they needed <laughs> secondary Forbes? help. They took a corner.
1: <laughs> and they took
2: Emmanuel Forbes. He's good. has been okay, but can <laughs> not been Christian Gonzalez. I- I- Jay, I'm going to piggyback your thought here, but I'm going to go with Devin Witherspoon. who was drafted in the top five of the draft. He had his best week of the season so far in week three. Double-digit targets. He only allowed, I think, five catches and one first down. He was lights out. He broke up two passes. He's been great against the run. You just see the juice on the field with this guy. Seattle's defense looked really bad out of the gate this season. Witherspoon back, healthy, ready to go. He's been awesome. He's a long shot. He's plus 2,000. But more importantly, guys, I'm going Bears under five and a half wins right now. I have <laughs> no faith in this team getting well, to six win wins zero. this season. And this and thing, the schedule is not bad. Denver. Okay, at Commanders, I think they're in trouble there, Barry. I'll side with you. Minnesota and Las Vegas, I just don't believe in anything this team is doing right now.
0: Yeah, it looks, it looks uh, pretty brutal here. Um, so, listen, I'm, I'm going Texans. Like, I looked at, uh, you know, I wanted to, like, oh, hey, can I take the Texans' win total over, right? You know, I mean, I, and I looked at the Arizona win total over, which I both like those bets, but turns out everyone does because they're both at minus 140. So, I mentioned it earlier in the show, Tank Dell, 20-1 to to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. C.J. Stroud's plus 450 as well. Chances are Stroud gets there. But how about this? How about – because I do think the Texans are pesky. They've played better defense. Their offense has been better they're as well. well. Coached. They're well coached. So, Demeco Ryans is 30-1 to to win Coach of the Year. If they win that division, by the way, and they're 11-1 to to win the division. I mean, they've already got a win against Jacksonville as well. Tennessee looks like they're close to taking in the season. The Colts aren't world beaters. Even the Colts beat them, but didn't beat them handily in Week 1. I So, I don't know. D'Michael Ryan's his coach of the year. If they make the playoffs... Ryan's wins coach of the year, yeah. right? Again, that's a guy you he know, rookie to. coach with yeah. lower okay. bar to
1: clear the most. Ten and seven probably does it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, I think that's kind of interesting. I'm, I, I just I think there's value in the Texans this year. I just I you it know good.
1: Rod Stroud, Stroud might just be the 13th best quarterback in the NFL right, right. now. Right,
2: he he really might be. He really and, might be. And by now, because when that line gets healthy mm. and they look good in the system right now, but they're going to get better as they get yes. more comfortable in it. The Texans are. It's weird to say, but a buy low right now. They only get top. How about that? Hey, it's closing time. Connor, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for 0-3-J uh, and 3-0, we and,
0: one and, three in o, me and Connor. One and Peace out! <laughs> Fake
3: news. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGard Plus, a Foxalaner, moxidectin, and pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, Heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Choose.
1: You don't need a lot of money to do more with it. Join Padma Lakshmi, Viola Davis, and Fidelity's Women Talk Money team during our free Women's History Month series as we get real about ways you can start planning and saving for the future you want so you can feel good about your money every step of the way. Save your seat today at fidelity.com slash WHM. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss.
3: Fidelity Brokerage Services. Member NYSE. SIPC.